You're listening to the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast, the show that guides you on your holistic lifestyle journey to a healthy body, mind, and soul aligned with nature. Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about self-care. Self-care is something that you've probably heard a lot about these days because it's getting more and more popular and I think that is because it simply works. It's one of those things that people are starting to talk about because it actually makes it accessible. It makes living a healthy lifestyle accessible because self-care is really the foundation of a healthy lifestyle. It's one of those things that most people know that they need to pay attention to, but sometimes they get too caught up in the chaos of everyday life. And, you know, some people claim that they have no time for self-care, but I am going to be sharing in this podcast episode some tips for you. Um, I have some self-care techniques that only take a minute or a few minutes so anybody can fit them into your day. And I also will be talking about um, lots of ideas for self-care, whether or not you just have a couple minutes or whether you want to make a complete lifestyle out of it. So stay tuned for that. Um, so also I'm going to talk about uh, some people just don't know what self-care is or how beneficial it is. So I'm going to break all of that down for you now. So basically self-care is not complicated. It's really just certain habits or activities that you do as part of a daily routine, usually at the beginning or at the end of the day. But of course, you can create your own self-care routine that includes any part of the day. You can make it be an all-day affair. You can make it be a minute in the morning and a minute at night, whatever works for you. So like I said, this is the foundation of a healthy lifestyle because really, you are what you repeatedly do. And if you don't do something on a regular basis, it's not really going to do much as far as helping you achieve your goals, helping you to become healthier in any way. So a daily routine includes a variety of hundreds of activities that are they're really chosen by you. So you can make them something that you look forward to every day. This means you don't have to do what other people say to do. You are creating your own personal self-care routine. And I actually have a toolkit that includes a lot of information on how you can build your self-care routine the way you want. So I'll be sharing that information with you at the end of the podcast episode. So let's continue talking about really what self-care is and why it's so important. So humans need to be at our best so that we can work, interact with friends and family, and do all of the things that we need to do every day. Because you've probably heard the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. It's so important to keep your cup full, or at least not empty. So think of yourself as a gas tank, and self-care is the fuel that helps give you physical and mental energy to get through life. So you want to avoid being burnt out and burnout is a result of not giving yourself the self-care that you need. So adding self-care practices to your life has many benefits. More than anything, self-care is shown to reduce stress. And of course, stress is something that everybody suffers from and some people suffer more than others. 
Many people also report greater levels of happiness in their daily lives when they incorporate self-care practices. So less stress, more happiness. That sounds like a win-win situation for me. Um, I hope it sounds the same to you because if you're listening to this episode and you have not done self-care, that means that you're probably curious and I'm here to guide you through how to do that and making you realize the benefits and how easy it is and how fun it is. So taking care of yourself, this can improve your physical health as well as your mental health. Um, so in addition to self-care on a personal level, level self-care is a factor when facing illness, disease, or disability. Many healthcare professionals are adopting an integrative healthcare style approach that includes checking in with patients to help them seek balance in all aspects of life. And this is basically what holistic wellness is about, balance in all aspects of your life, physical, mental, and spiritual. And this helps people that are facing illness or disease recover faster. It helps them to recover better and it helps people to become more successful overall in all parts of your life. So now that you know the benefits and why it is so important to have a self-care daily routine, I'm going to go over now some quick tips. If you are a busy person, and let's say you've only got one minute in the morning, one minute at night, many people say, you know, I don't have time. How often have you said these words when it came to self-care? You know it's good for you, but really, who has hours to spare just to take care of themselves? Some people might, but that's rare. So here we go with these tips. You have more time than you think and you can easily fit in a minute here and there. So the following self-care practices can be done in a minute. Even the busiest person has time to do all of these every day. So many of them can be done at the same time as other ones, which even helps their, um, helps them to be more beneficial and efficient because if you can do as many of these as possible, the better. The first one on this list is take a deep breath. Anytime you are feeling tense, stressed out, or even just a little off, taking several de deep breaths will shift you into a higher vibrational state. The key is not just breathing normally. You wanna hold your breath in between steps for maximum impact. You wanna start with inhaling to the count of five, hold it in for the count of five, and exhale to the count of five. If you can stretch out your exhale even longer, that is better. Of course, this is just one way to do breath work. There is a lot of breath work exercises and not all of them are gonna have um, the count of five for each. You can adjust those. This is just one example if you're a beginner and don't really know where to start. And like I said, the key to this is to stretch out your exhale even longer if you can, because what this does is it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. So that is telling your body that you are in the rest and digest mode as opposed to the fight, flight, or freeze mode. So if you're interested in learning more about deep breathing, you can research that. Um, there's a lot of information out there. And so to make it simple, you really just need to take a couple breaths, keep your exhales a little bit longer if you can, and really just do this when you first wake up and right before bed. You can even do this while you are doing anything else. 
However, it does seem to have more of an impact if you do it on its own because really um, a lot of the benefits you get from deep breathing are simply being still and relaxing and that is a little bit difficult to do. Let's say you're doing something else, you might forget to focus on your breath. So I would recommend that you focus on the breathing on its own because really it only takes a minute so it's not too necessary to multitask here. Number two on this list of these quick tips for self-care is to slow down your eating. So when was the last time that you've really enjoyed your food? Think about this. The next time you eat anything, pause in your chewing to savor the textures and the flavors. By eating slower, you're also giving your, your digestive system a break because, well, not really a break, you're actually helping it because your saliva has a chance to do its job, which also eases the burden on the rest of your digestive system. So your saliva is step one to digestion. The slower you eat, the more saliva you will build up. The more, you, more saliva you have, the more it will break down your food in your mouth. So... Of course, the more relaxed you are while eating, the easier time your body will have with the entire digestion process. This alone might solve a lot of your digestive issues. So remember next time you're eating to slow down. And it also helps, here's another side tip, it also helps in digestion to be either in nature or to be looking out a window and also to not have a lot of distractions. This is another great way to improve your digestion. This is a tip from Ayurveda. Ayurveda teaches that you are what you digest. And if you're inhaling your food really fast, you're not in a relaxed environment, you're stressed out, you're, you're moving, you're talking, you're in a lot of stressful inputs coming into your senses, that's going to affect your digestion. So self-care includes eating correctly, eating mindfully. So the next tip on this list is stop everything. There is a lot to be said for having a moment of silence. So you can calm your racing thoughts, you can lower your heart rate, and you can relax fully into the moment. You can turn off your electronics, just sit with your eyes closed. Even doing this for 30 seconds does wonders for your state of mind. You can do as many of these little short bursts of silence throughout the day. And this is also a great time to do that deep breathing as well. So you might feel like, you know, I'm just way too busy. I got too much to do. I don't have time to stop at all. But like I said, just 30 seconds, everybody has 30 seconds. You can even do this in the bathroom. You know, everybody's got alone time in the bathroom. Just stop and breathe and don't do anything. Don't be listening to anything. Don't be looking at anything. Close your eyes and just feel the sensations in your body and just enjoy the silence. The next one on this list here of quick tips for self-care is to look around. This is another great technique for calming yourself, but engaging the mind as well as calming yourself and, and engaging the mind actively. This is to take notice of an object near you, spend a full minute exploring this object, taking note of everything about it. What does it feel like? What colors are, is it? How does the light strike the surface? Close your eyes and see if you can recall this object in detail. This will actually help 
in cognition and focus. Another thing you can do if you don't want to focus on one object is to just look around at many objects and avoid being overstimulated while you're doing this. The, the point of this is not to try to look at everything, but to just act like your mind is taking a picture. And if you want, you can also incorporate the five senses exercise into this. I love this exercise. This is great for anxiety and panic attacks. This is the exercise where you find one thing to look at and focus on that one thing. Find one thing that you can hear. So listen and you'll always hear a sound. Um, you can focus on something that you can smell. You can focus on something that you can feel and taste. So not all those might apply to you, but it's really, um, really good for your mind to just stop and look around. So whether or not you want to focus on one object or play a little game with yourself, you can get fun with this. Try to find all the objects that are blue. Try to find all of the objects that are soft. You know, things like this. These are really good exercises for anxiety. The next one on this list is to daydream. So this works really well if you're having a rough day, particularly a lot of people just naturally gravitate towards daydreaming. Taking a, a little one minute vacation inside your head, it can really help perk, perk things up. So use this as a visualization exercise for an added benefit by picturing a place you'd like to visit or something you want to experience in person someday. This is another reason why vision boards are really awesome. I actually have on my computer the screensaver when my when my computer's been idle for a few minutes it resorts it re reverts to the screensaver and I have a folder of images that it plays and the images are like my ideal life pictures of nature pictures of flowers pictures of the ocean and so then I just kind of sit and daydream as I look at each picture so that's one way you could do it. You can also do it physically and print off some pictures, put them on a collage, make a scrapbook out of it. A scrapbook is a great idea. You can call it like your daydream scrapbook, something like that. You can even make it into a journal. Have fun with it and be creative. So the next thing on this list, this is actually the last one for the one minute self-care tips, and that is to show gratitude. Having a thankful heart helps to shift how you see the world. It's really good for your mood. It's really good for your overall mental health. I talk a lot about gratitude when it comes to mental health. So simply think of something you're grateful for. You can use um, gratitude journals. I've got a couple of gratitude journals available. I've got a paperback version and a printable version. I'll leave show note, I'll leave those down in the show notes so if you can check those out if you want. But if a lot of people struggle with gratitude because they really can't you know, a lot of people just, they have negativity bias. They're more inclined to focus on negative things than positive. And this is why using gratitude journal prompts are amazing because they will ask you questions and guide you to think of things that you're grateful for. So I highly recommend that for so many reasons. Um, so like I said, I will leave links to those in the show notes for you to check those out. So now, Let's say that you want to create a lifestyle building more self-care practices into your life. You have more than a minute here and there. You want to really be serious about this. So there's a lot, like I said, there's probably hundreds of things that you can do for self-care. 
probably an unlimited number of things depending on your hobbies, your interests, your lifestyle. So it's really up to you what you want to do. As long as you are doing something that brings you joy, relief, and calm, and it refreshes you, it rejuvenates you, it relaxes you, it brings you happiness, whatever those things may be for you, it's all, it's all included under that self-care umbrella. So just to keep things simple, I'm just going to give 15 of the most common self-care practices. So like I said, these are going to be take a little bit more time. So if you are one of those people that really wants to devote an hour or two every morning or night or even a larger chunk of your day, this section will be for you. So let's go through this list. The first one is taking a bath. Um, so you can make this more of a self-care activity rather than a, you know, a daily hygiene cleaning activity. You can make it be a, a, a soaking bath. Like you're really going to sit and soak. So some things you can do to make this into a self-care routine is to add little things to it like candles or essential oils or Epsom salt or magnesium into your bath. Magnesium is a great relaxer. So if you're if you've got, you know, a half an hour or 45 minutes to kill, dump some Epsom salt or some magnesium in there, some lavender essential oil, light some candles, play some soft music. That is how you take a bath <laughs> in the eyes of self-care. So the next one on this list is to enjoy a cup of tea. This is something that I do every single morning and every single night without fail. So there's a lot of teas out there and you can do your research on which ones are good for relaxation. And so you can drink your cup of tea while you're taking your bath. You can drink your cup of tea while you're reading a book, while you're sitting outside, just enjoying nature. It's a very versatile activity. The next one on the list is journaling. And I've talked extensively about journaling. I'm a very large proponent of it, so I think it's great for everything. I don't think, I know, it is great for everything. It's great for your mental health, it's great for your spiritual health, and journaling even has physical benefits. It lowers your blood pressure, reduces stress, and it's a great example of taking your mind off of your problems for, uh, for a while. And also expressing your problems, you know, expressing your feelings, your emotions. It's great therapeutically. I, I could really talk a long time about journaling and I've done, I have other podcast episodes about this as well as um, articles on my blog and videos on my YouTube channel. I've even got another journaling website and YouTube channel separate for that because journaling is a big subject. There's a lot of people out there that are journal addicts. So get yourself a journal. Um, it's really up to you how you want to do it. There's lots of different types of journaling. So I urge you to explore that. And journaling is my favorite way to do self-care because you really need to wind yourself down, especially at night before bed is when journaling is a, it's a great time for that because, you know, you really want to purge your mind of the negativity of all of the input that you accumulated throughout the day. And, you know, that's what sleep does. Sleep is also a way to kind of detox your brain. And um, journaling plays a big role in that because that helps to get the stuff out of you, to get it to the surface so your brain has an easier time processing. 
So I'll end that conversation there. Like I said, I could talk a long time about journaling. The next one on this list goes hand in hand with journaling and that's meditation. Meditation is something that is always recommended. It's a really big self-care activity, um, even for people that aren't really into self-care. A lot of people that are just into basic holistic wellness are into meditation. And like I said a, a million times, there are so many ways to meditate. You don't have to sit cross-legged. You don't have to hold your hands in a certain position. You don't have to try to empty your mind. It's not about emptying your mind. It's really about getting into a alpha state and there are many ways to get into the alpha state. I have done podcast episodes on this as well as YouTube video, YouTube channel um, videos and blog posts. I talk about meditation a lot. So, and meditation is one of those things too that you don't have to do it for an hour every day. It is crucial to be consistent, but it's not crucial to do it for a long time. You can actually get the benefits from meditation just by doing it for five minutes a day. And this is a little similar to the suggestion that I gave earlier about just stopping everything. And, you know, meditation is a lot like just stopping, you know, it, it doesn't have to actually be a mental activity, it can be just stopping your physical body and shutting your eyes. So that's another great thing to do in the morning and at night and even in the middle of the day if you can squeeze it in. The next one on this list are spirituality practices, which is a, a general term, but that includes a lot of things. So spirituality is a really big part of self-care, I believe. And I think that if someone just does journaling, meditation, and spending time in nature, those three things alone are going to go a long way in helping you to de-stress and become happier. So that's, you know, like I said, that's a wide subject right there with all of those spiritual practices. But whatever works for you, this is another example of just do whatever works for you. You know, explore your interests. Let's say you have an interest in learning about crystals, you know. So let's say, you know, you buy some certain types of crystals. You can hold them in your hands while you meditate. You can, you know, just look at them. They're beautiful, you know. And and there's, yeah, that's a whole nother subject there. But <laughs> that's just an example of something that you can do as a spirituality practice that can be considered self-care. The next one on this list is to get a massage. So this has very many physical and mental benefits. Um, a lot of people think that massages are expensive, but you can get deals if you have the package. Um, get a package, we get like a discount. They're really worth it. The next one on this list is listening to calm music. So this can include many different genres of music. Like let's say you're a rock fan, you know, you're, you're all about the hard, heavy, fast music. That's probably not going to help you too much. Although music in any form, whatever you enjoy is going to help your happiness levels because it's always going to boost your, your endorphins and your serotonin levels. It, it all comes down to what you enjoy. But when it comes to, you know, let, you know, let's say you're doing a self-care activity such as laying in the bath or journaling. That's not the time to listen to hardcore metal. You know, that's that's when you want to have something maybe that doesn't have lyrics, something maybe like 
classical or piano music or even um there are a lot of awesome videos on youtube about sound healing where there's going to be crystal singing bowls or chimes or you know things like that those are amazing things to listen to doing anything you know just having any anything playing in the background any time of the day you're going to notice a difference in your mood. You're going to feel calmer. So these, these are good things to listen to before you go to bed, especially. The next one on this list here is doing a technology fast. When people think of self-care, they don't often think of things like this, but just spending time away from technology is self-care in itself. You're aligning yourself more with nature because technology and nature are not a good combination. Technology is the opposite of nature. What you really want to do is not have a computer, not have a phone near you, not be distracted by the sounds. And this especially is important when you're outside. You know, I see so many people that are outside and they're on their phones. They're completely oblivious to where they are. I've even seen when I'm camping, I'll see people just sitting inside their campers watching TV. It's the middle of the summer, it's a beautiful day, there's a sunset happening and they're sitting inside watching TV. And I, I understand, you know, maybe they were not feeling well, they just want to chill. Um, maybe they're just, maybe they go camping for, maybe they live in their camper, who knows. But I just, I think that the more you, time you spend outside away from technology, the better your mental health is going to be. And there's a whole nother topic of the subject of EMF. EMFs are um, not good for you, of course. So if you have like the Wi-Fi router or even just having a phone nearby, I have heard that uh, people have done studies on EMF being released, the, you know, the radiation that comes the, from your phone. And when they plug their phone in to charge their phone, the, the EMF levels skyrocket. And when you have your phone sitting next to you when you're sleeping, charging, that's one of the worst things you can do for your sleep. So that brings me to the next thing on this list, which is getting enough sleep. So if you have less technology and less electronics in your bedroom, the better your sleep will be. And so, like I said, you know, removing technology as much as you can in your life is going to help in so many ways, especially with getting sleep. So getting enough sleep is going to go a long way in self-care because when you're sleeping, this is when your brain is doing its detoxification. It's purging all of the, the toxins that you've accumulated throughout the day. It's processing all of the information. Um, I forget the number now, but there's a, a very large number of bites per second that our brains take in when we are going about our day. And our conscious mind can only handle so much. So this is why, this is another reason why dreams, getting into that REM stage of sleep when you're dreaming is crucial because this is when your brain is um, detoxing the most and you're processing that information. Everything that you've taken in throughout the day, it's so crucial for you to get enough sleep. And so a lot of, there's a lot of tips for getting good sleep and I'll give a couple of them here. One of them is to, if you can be sleeping between the hours of 
10 p.m. and 3 a.m. And if 10 p.m. is too early for you, then try for midnight because between the hours of midnight and 3 or 4 a.m. is the crucial time when your liver is processing most of its toxins. But it can't do this if you're awake. So if you work the overnight shift or if you just can't sleep, if you suffer with an insomnia, this is going to affect your health. You probably already know. You know, anybody that gets horrible sleep is going to feel it in so many parts of their life. So um, I've got um, podcast episodes and um, YouTube videos and blog posts about sleep because sleep is really that crucial. So I urge you to explore more about that if you struggle with sleep. All right, the next one on the list of self-care practices is to balance your commitments and priorities. This is a really big part of self-care because we tend to commit, overcommit and we tend to try to multitask. We also try, well, we don't try, but it just kind of happens. We just give. People ask us, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And, and so you just kind of feel like you should say yes. But really, self-care is also about being a little bit selfish, but it's not really selfish. That's just the word that people usually put to it. But really, doing these things for yourself is just self-care. It's really what it is. You really want your cup to be full. So balance your commitments and priorities. The next thing on this list is to use a planner for your schedule. Why is this important? So when I talked about journaling, those benefits also apply to using planners. Journals and planners to me are pretty similar because organizing the information that's in your head is crucial for your mental health. And when it comes to self-care, it's really about routine and having a schedule is going to help you stick to that routine. I actually have a self-care planner, a couple of them, and I will leave links in the show notes for that if you want to check that out. Um, that will help you to plan your daily routine according to self-care, morning and nighttime. So using planners for anything is good. In fact, they've actually said that your chances of success in whatever you're trying to do are going to greatly increase if you use a planner. So that's, I mean, it's been scientifically proven because, you know, writing things down, having a plan, having an action plan, holding yourself accountable, using checklists, those things are magic. They work. And this is why I sell these things in my Etsy shop. This is why a huge part of my business is promoting these products, planners, journals, you know, workbooks for therapeutic reasons checklists, all sorts of things like that are going to help your productivity. They're going to help you actually make the changes that you need to change in your life. They're going to actually help you get from point A to point B. So using planners as much as you can. And there are ways to not let that control your life. So some people might be thinking, I don't want to plan my life away. I want to just fly by the seat of my pants. I've actually written a blog post about that as well, how to use planners to improve your life while at the same time having variety and spontaneity in your life because planning is not all about being nitpicky and strict and rigid. It's really about organization and keeping your mind from the clutter, you know. That's another big reason why writing things down is so good for your mental health because you're keeping the clutter out of your head, getting it out on the paper. 
All right, so the next one on this list is saying no to optional tasks or events that you don't want to do. And this is a little bit tied in with, you know, the other one I said about the commitments. Um, you don't want to say yes to everything. You don't want to say no to everything. So you have to delegate. Do only what you really want to do. Do the ones that make you say, heck yes, I want to do that. I feel a strong pull towards that. But, you know, this is where intuition comes in. When somebody asks you to do something or when you have a task that is, it kind of makes your body stop. This is where intuition comes in with your body. When you feel that you physically feel stalled or feel held back, there's something there energetically that's telling you not to do that thing. Now, there are good and bad ways about this. Like, you might feel that way about things that are important to do, that you have to do, of course. But this also applies to other things, like I said, like personal tasks and events. You just have to delegate and maybe break them down into baby steps. And this is another reason why planners are so great, because let's say there is a task or something that you have to do that you don't want to do. You can break it down. You can do one small bite each day. But the whole key here is to... Um, be intentional about it, you know, say no to the things that you, your soul doesn't feel excited about and that's going to help a lot. The next one on this list is a biggie. This is going for a walk in nature. I think walking in nature is one of the best things for your health. Um, it's simple to do because it doesn't involve buying expensive workout equipment. It Unless you live in the north where it's freezing most of the half of the year, you know, you're going to want to get something like a treadmill or bundle up. <laughs> but walking in nature, especially in the summer when everything is green and there's, you know, flowers and you can maybe be by an ocean, things like that, those are absolutely healing, so healing. So going for a walk in nature can fix a lot of problems, <laughs> at least temporarily. So this is why this is a big self-care activity. The next one on this list is to spend time with friends and family. You might be somebody that prefers to be alone a lot and that's fine, but there's, there's the flip side to that where even if you're an introvert, you know, you don't want to spend all of your time alone. So part of self-care is that social aspect. No matter how introverted you are, you do need a human connection with others. That social connection is important. So you might not need as much time in social activities as other people do. Um, and, and here's a tip. If you don't have a lot of family or friends to spend time with, you can do things like volunteer work. Um, if your job doesn't allow for you to work with people, you know, you can volunteer and that's a great way to meet like-minded people and get that social interaction. It's really all about social interaction. And, you know, you might be able to find that online as well. And that's something that we've been learning from the pandemic is if you're stuck at home, but you need that social connection, that's, you know, something that has kind of shifted in the way the world is lately. You know, a lot of people use Zoom calls. They, that's the only way they can connect or talking on Facebook more, you know, whatever you need to do to keep that social connection going. Because humans are social creatures, you know, if, and back in the old days, if we were separated from our community, we probably would have died, you know, because you need that, there's safety in numbers. 
So then the, this is the last one on this list, and this is a big one too, and that is yoga. Yoga is great for your body, mind, and soul, and this is a great self-care activity because it's something you can squeeze in any time. Whether you have a minute or whether you have an hour, you can get a good yoga session in. And like I said, even in a minute, you can do um, five to ten poses. You know, you can hold the pose for a second or two, or you can take your favorite poses and hold them for the whole minute. And that's that's also a great time to do the breath work in there as well. And yoga is not um, something... This is in a way that yoga is like meditation. It doesn't require you to follow the rules of what people say you have to do. Yoga is really connecting your mind and your body and holding a pose. You can take any pose. Some of them are simple, like even the corpse pose, which is where you're laying on the ground with your arms and legs spread out and you're just laying there, letting your body rest on the floor in a flat position. That is a yoga pose. Anybody can do that. And so that's a great time to just lay there, hold that position, you know, maybe flex your muscles and then rela relax your muscles and just just simply be. That's a, that's a great yoga pose right there. Stretching your muscles. You know, yoga and stretching are pretty similar um, in some ways. You can even mix stretching into uh, a mind-body activity. When you're stretching a certain muscle, hold that, hold the pose like that and just breathe into it and just connect with your body and just feel it. And so, yeah, that's a great way to do self-care. And that's something, like I said, that you can squeeze in in the morning and night. You can do it for one minute. You can do it for as long as you want. Of course, when you do yoga for longer than a minute every day, you're going to get more benefits. You're going to get the muscle tone. You're going to get more flexible. You're going to establish a calm mind from this because especially when you hold the yoga poses for a long time, that's a really great way to calm your mind as well. So like I mentioned, I have a daily self-care routine toolkit that I've created. It's like the ultimate comprehensive self-care bundle. It's a PDF, so it's a download. It's kind of like an ebook, but it's it includes everything that you need to create a self-care routine uh, made up of healthy habits. So you're going to get a ebook. It's a seven-page ebook, and in this is links. They're live links that you can click on that will take you to all of the articles that I have written on my blog post about self-care and daily routine, all of my videos about self-care and daily routine. I also included my Body, Mind, and Soul Self-Care Planner Journal, which is 20 pages on its own. It also includes Morning and Evening Routine Planner, and that is eight pages on its own. And it also includes another Daily Routine Planner, and that is two pages. I also have an Ayurvedic daily routine page, which gives specific um, self-care routines for that are specific to Ayurveda, such as dry brushing and tongue scraping, a lot of really good time-tested self-care routines. Then you'll also get a weekly self-care tracker. Trackers are great because they hold you accountable and they help you to see how you're doing and what areas you need more of. So like, let's say, you know, you're not doing so good in the sleep category, but you're re you're doing really good at getting outside and getting that sunlight. So that's the benefits of using a tracker. So all of those things are included in the self-care routine toolkit, which I will leave a link down below. 
I will leave two links actually because there's two ways to purchase this. You can purchase it from my website. You can also get it from Etsy. So either way, you're getting the same thing. It's a PDF download. So check that out if you're interested. That is it for this week's episode of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. I hope you got some benefit out of this and are really excited to start living a life of self-care practices because like I said, this is the foundation of a holistic lifestyle. It's the foundation of wellness. So don't forget to join me next week for another episode and thank you so much for listening.